as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am Derek, and I'm so glad to have you join me today. I am just excited. Uh, we have been going through a series of favorite verses. These are personal favorites of mine, and probably something I'll revisit at some point in the future because, you know, it's hard to get just all your favorite verses in just a few short weeks. And there's, there's definitely a lot of other ones I didn't cover. Um, some that there is a bit of overlap. Um, so I didn't want to double up on, on too many themes that perhaps are, um, things that are, verses that I enjoy or have been blessed by, and, and maybe that's God speaking to me because he'll pull something out of a passage here and a, another passage somewhere else, and they're, they're kind of saying um, some of the same things. And uh, maybe that's your experience as well. It's like, I really like this verse. Oh, and this one too, and, and this one, and this one. And there's just something that's uh, just congruent in in, in all of them that, that seems to just come back and, and, and bless you because of that. So that being said, I hope you are having a good day, a good week, when wherever, whenever you are listening to this podcast today. And I uh, just to whet your appetite a little bit for what is to come. We are, of course, ending the month of November here, jumping into December, and uh, just to tease the the next a few weeks in December, it's just going to be something that centers around Christmas. Um, maybe that just kind of sounds obvious and, uh, not, not that interesting, but hopefully it is to you. I, I love Christmas and I, I kind of love the buildup and the, the anticipation and just what it gets to be about when we finally get to right on Christmas day and, and Christmas Eve, just that celebration. And I know there's a lot of like Jesus's birthday wasn't necessarily this day or this exact time. And, and we can, we can go through all that. But the fact is, is that we're celebrating a very important moment in history that really happened that Jesus came into this world. And as the Bible records it, the account that we have, we, um, we, we go back to that and we celebrate that. And I think that's a good thing. And we also celebrate his death and resurrection and, and those are good things as well. So just to kind of plug that a little bit for the next few weeks as we move into December that we'll be focusing on that. And, uh, as we jump in today, we are finishing, like I said, finishing this series on favorite verses. And where I kind of want to end this month was Joshua uh, chapter 24. And it's just this famous verse, and out of it comes this phrase, as for me and my house. So I want to read that, Joshua twenty four fifteen. He says, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
So just wrapping up the series, hopping back into the Old Testament, that phrase, like I said, it's just a powerful one for me. Choose, choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I really feel like it's this wonderful declaration of faith and just confident trust in the Lord that, that this comes from Joshua. But stepping back from that, I, I have to ask, well, what, what's leading up to these words and, and kind of what's the greater context here as we, as we see Joshua saying them? We have to consider that this is a pretty big moment for the nation of Israel at this point. Think of, think of what's happened in the Bible up to this point, up to the book of Joshua and the end of Joshua. You've basically had God setting apart his chosen people, them being in exile or in, in a foreign land in Egypt for, for a number of years. And then he sends this deliverer, Moses. And Moses is just kind of this larger than life figure, I'd say, by the end of his life. And, and that Joshua then steps into his shoes to continue leading these people to actually cross into the promised land and, and take the land because they haven't, inherited it yet. They've, they've had the promise. They've been delivered from Egypt, but now they are waiting to go in and there's battles to face. And Joshua is the man who takes them um, into that, into that place. So at this point, as we're looking at context, this is really the end of the book. And Joshua is, is giving really his farewell address. And he's, he's laying it all out. He's putting it on the line for the Israelites. So as we dive in today, I want us to consider, just like Israel, that, that we have these choices before us, everyday choices. We have the, the, these things that can affect us in the here and now and in weeks and months and years to come, the things that, that we choose to do right now. And just like Joshua, he puts that on the line before Israel, we have to determine and we have to count the cost in our own lives to say, is it better for me to follow the Lord or is it better for me to go this other way? What's, what's going to be the easiest path? Often that easier path is going to be our natural inclination, but it's not necessarily what is best for us. So let's dive in today. I've got three points once again and, and just kind of, kind of, uh, uh, tease out these different parts of this verse of, of Joshua 24, 15 and, and look at it by, by sections. And uh, first point I have is that we have a choice to serve. We have a choice before us to serve the Lord. He says, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. And we can get kind of hung up on this word evil, at least I can as I pull this out of the English Standard Version, this translation that I normally go to. And that can kind of have a strong connotation. What does he mean by evil? Well, I look at some other translations sometimes when I'm maybe a little hung up on a word and just wondering, like, is there something else that this could mean or, or just some other ways to fill out what he's saying here? And as I look at other translations, as I look at like the NASB, it says disagreeable or the NIV, it says undesirable. Or the new living, it, um, it says, but if you refuse. So if it is disagreeable in your eyes to serve the Lord, if it is undesirable, if, if you simply refuse to serve the Lord, he's, he's saying that. If, if it is evil, that's, that's how my Bible translate it, translates it. But he's just saying to them, like, if this is something you don't want to do, you know, you have to make this choice. 
And so from this, we can really draw that uh, this, this choice between serving God or something else, else we, we can weigh these options out. And, uh, and maybe even from there, we can say, well, you know, this, this God stuff is it's just too hard. And from there, a person can, can simply walk away, right? We know that. A person can, can look at the options on the table and say, I'm going to choose this path. But whatever the outcome is, Joshua's get back to this simple point. You have a choice. You don't have to follow the ways you've been taught. You don't have to keep serving this God that you've, you've been following. This, that's up to you. And, you know, as I kind of apply that and look at my own life, I've realized that that's what I kind of put before my kids and my family as well. It's like, you, you have a, you have a choice as well as, as someone who grows up in this household and I'm going to, we're going to go to church and we're going to study the Bible and we're going to pray, you know, we're going to pray before every meal. We're going to do all those things. Um, and sometimes that's the, the outward manifestations of, of the faith, but, but you really have to make this faith your own. You have this choice. We all have it. Um, but I don't have the faith of my parents. That's not something that I just inherited and now it's just mine. And my kids don't have that either. They don't have this just inherited passed down thing that it's just kind of cookie cutter and now this is yours and, and you just take it. Like you have to make that choice. So I think that's a, uh, an important thing to take out of this passage is that as we look at the home and as Joshua applies this to, to the home, this is something that we all have to make on our own. So the second point is that some will choose other gods. And that's kind of a, yeah, I, I get that. You know, that's what he's saying. That's what we're talking about. But he says, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. So simply to state, you have this choice and some are going to choose to serve something else. And he starts kind of getting specific here to, to what this choice is. He's going a little bit further and he's saying, you know, generationally, like you can, you can serve the gods that your, your father served um, beyond the, re- the river. You know, we know that Israel's already kind of dabbled in different things that there was always this underlying, um, thread that was trying to pull them away from the Lord, that even as Moses comes down the, the mount, mountain with the Ten Commandments, the Israelites are, are in revelry, and the, there's just the sound of, of uh, I don't know, I can't remember what it says, but just kind of this partying atmosphere, and they've got the golden calf, and, and they're already worshiping something else. So that's something that that is this natural bend, and he's like, you can go back to that if you want to. He's also saying there's a regional tie that there's these gods that the this nation or these people people group that is in the land that that they've they dwell in the Amorites that they they have different gods as well and you can choose to serve those if if you want to um, and some would go on some would say well serving the Lord is undesirable for me but serving another god is somehow desirable. And some are, some are going to make that that choice, and really for me, I, I think wow, that re- that is a reflection of our society today, and even more more so our our churches specifically, isn't it? For many who grew up in church, the desire to stay with the Lord and this lifelong relationship 
somewhere it falls off. Somewhere the wheels come off and it just, they just stop going. They stop attending. They stop reading their Bible. They stop praying. And it's kind of like, yeah, uh, that was part of my life for this period of time and growing up. And I maybe grew up in a Christian home, whatever, but that's not who I am anymore. And, and that, you know, it's that choice. Like that's, that's not desirable for me anymore. And it's, um, you know, it's kind of like it just dies because there was not this personal aspect of their faith. They didn't make it their own. They didn't seek that relationship. It was somebody else's faith, and they were kind of just living their lives through that person or through that thing or whatever it was that they had to kind of do on a regular basis to exist in that environment. And Joshua is, is pointing out to this truth, and it's a sad one, but there are some that will choose another way besides the way. You know, do we pray for these folks? Certainly. We, we must. We, we see that and our, our hearts break for those people that, that they've, they've fallen away or the trendy term of deconstruction. They've, they've deconstructed their faith and kind of broken it all down and said, I, I don't believe this anymore. Or they've started to take away things from the gospel and, Really, at that point, you've you've watered it down to little or no effect anyway, if we're honest. But do we allow, we pray for them, yes. Do we allow our hearts to be swayed and um, kind of drawn to that when we see them? No, we, we have to stay rooted and grounded and uh, very solidly uh, just grafted in in our own lives to to the gospel. And I think we, we just continue to press in and we continue to say, God, keep my heart soft. Help my, my heart not to grow cold. Help not my, my love for you to grow cold because I want to always stay in that close personal relationship with you. So our points today from this passage, we have a, uh, before us a choice to serve the Lord. Some are going to choose other gods. And finally, the stand that we make starts in the home. And that's this end of the verse where he says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is saying exactly what he will do. And it carries a lot of weight because he was a guy that the Israelites respected and they looked up to him. And he's getting this, this farewell uh, speech and, and people are, are drawn to him. He's a great leader. He has been a, a very effective leader. He's done you know, what God put him in position to do is to bring um, Israel into this land, and, he, and he's done that. And he's just imparting this truth at the end where it's like, this all takes place and starts in the home. To lead our homes well, we must declare that we are God followers with a capital G, not God followers with a lowercase g. So as for me and my house, really that's a declarative statement. And we have to ask, have, have I made that intentionally or purpose, purposefully somehow over my own life, over my own household? Have I said that um, just very matter-of-factly, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? Or if you're a single person, perhaps unmarried, maybe a single parent, whatever your situation is, have you declared that over your house to say, this this is the the flag that I'm going to plant in in the ground, and um, I'm not going to waver from this. We're going to serve the Lord. I can tell you guys, it matters. It matters to 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 make that consciously and to to then live that out on a regular basis. 
It makes all the difference to, to look at what the world is saying over here and say, nope, that doesn't have any pull on my heart, no matter how good it looks, no matter what they're offering and what might that be. Well, it could be the God of money or, or sex or influence and power, um, the God of it just being accepted, having security. There's a list that just kind of keeps going on and on. And the home is where we give clear direction and purpose for ourselves and for our families. Joshua lays out those options and he makes clear this is the choice he was going to make. And we must be equally intentional. So I hope there's just a, a, a charge in this and it's not for me coming down or condemning anybody or saying this is, you know, me uh, from a place of authority saying this. No, this is the authority of scripture. And I think it's, it's coming upon all of us to, to not be a place of condemnation, but a place of saying, this is, these are the choices we need to make, especially today in an environment where even the church, even these, these half truths and these lives are lies are, are seeping in. And it's causing our foundations to be shaky and, and sandy and, and not built on this firm ground and, and uh, just the rock that they, they need to be built on. And in closing today, I want to share a verse that's from the previous chapter in Joshua, and it's still part of this long um, extended speech that he gives, but it, it kind of just leapt out at me as I, as I read this. This is Joshua 23, verse 14. He says, and now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. He's saying he's going, he's going to die. And you know in your hearts and souls, all of you, that not one word has failed of all the good things that the Lord your God promised concerning you. All have come to pass. Not one of them has failed. And I love this. Joshua is reminding them here. And I want to close with this because it encapsulates a great deal of why Joshua makes this declaration in in twenty four fifteen in the in in Joshua twenty four fifteen. He's he's telling the Israelites, look back and recall the promises of God. Look at all of them, and not one of them has failed. He's brought you into this place. He said he would bring you into a promised land. He said he would deliver you. He said even um, the generation that. Uh, before them would, would die off, but then the next generation, their kids would take, take the promise and they would go into the land. He said that and it happened. God's track record is impeccable. It is without error or, or some shortcoming of any, any sort. And if Israel was to move forward in confidence from this point, they had to look back and see that God was with them every step of the way. And, and they, they would face, uh, opposition. They would face these lies that would come in. We know the rest of the Old Testament. We see where most of the time they don't get it right. Most of the time, even after saying, yes, we will follow the Lord, they they choose a different way. But what about us? I think there's a challenge in this verse, and it's simply to say, will we serve the Lord or not? And at other points, as I I talked about, there's a, a a passage in First Kings where Elijah is, is putting the same choice before Israel. He's saying, look at the God of, of Baal or our God, and just saying, how long are you going to waver between two different opinions? If, if the Lord is God, follow him. If, if Baal is, then follow him. And that's First Kings 18. 
we have that same choice to make. Yes, the choice, it, it may cost us. It may make life a little bit harder at times, at least for a while. But is compromise worth it? Is taking an easier path worth it? In the light of eternity, no. It is always more desirable to choose the Lord's way and to f- allow His will to unfold. And I'm praying for you guys. Like I said, this isn't coming from a place of condemnation. This is coming from a place of grace and reaching out to like-minded brothers and sisters in the Lord and saying, I want us to keep going on this path. I want us to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I want that to be something that just rises up all over this nation and all over our world because we need to make that stand. And I'm praying for you guys to, to do that as just I, I'm praying for myself and I would, I would covet your prayers in that. So I thank you for joining me over all these last few weeks of my favorite verses. These have been part of my heart and God has used these in a mighty way just in my own life for what I'm walking through, um, just on a regular basis. So it has been very timely and very, um, just what I needed to go through. So I hope it's been encouraging for you as well. I want to leave you with Ephesians five fifteen through 17, but be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. God bless you guys. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold As Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.